Podcast. Presented by XFL2K.com. With your host, Tron Hawkins. Welcome to This is the XFL Podcast. I am your host, Tron Hawkins. Today was a huge day um, in the history of the league. Huge day for me. Uh, somebody who's been waiting almost two years for this and somebody who's been recording this podcast for almost ten months now. Uh, it was draft day. And uh, we're going to get into the draft plenty over the next few episodes, I'm sure. But today I want to talk about the quarterback assignments. Now, originally I was going to call this Tier 1 quarterbacks, but that's some of the stuff I've seen. I don't know if there's really Tier 1 players anymore, Tier 2 players. I don't know if that's still how they're doing stuff. Uh, these are the assigned quarterbacks, though. Uh, these are the guys that got assigned to the teams. And I'm getting the why I, don't, I, I, get the why I don't think they're all Tier 1 here in a minute. Um, some great names on this list. Some we knew, like uh, Landry Jones and Brandon Silvers. I knew Brandon Silvers when he signed an uh, XFL contract um, on his Facebook and then deleted it that he was going to be one. I think the reason why they call these guys the tier one or assigned ones is these guys have signed contracts. Um, they're not going to leave before the season starts. These will be eight players in the league, whether they're starting or not. Uh, the guys in the draft pool, they got until December to leave. I don't think these guys can. These guys are in their contracts. I think they're like a two-year contract. Um, now, they will be making top money. That's the thing. Um, that, I guess that's what makes them tier one is they're making the top money. But what I'm going to get to in a minute, I don't know if they're all top quarterbacks um, simply because of some stuff that went down in the draft. Like I said, I'll get into the draft more detail in the next couple episodes. Uh, but I am going to mention the draft some in this because there's going to be some quarterback battles, I think. Um, so right after this, I'll talk about uh, the eight assigned quarterbacks. And what I think about each one, um, I'm not going to rank them. I'm going to do that later on down the road. Um, but um, it says right here, our coaches um, are excited about the first wave of quarterback assignments and the talent level in our draft pool. Said Oliver Luck, XFL commissioner and CEO. We will, we will continue to identify and sign the best plays available, and we are confident this is a strong start to the next two days. So the first guy I want to talk about, um, I know a lot of people probably expecting Landry Jones, Cardell Jones, is Philip Walker from the Roughnecks. And this is why I was talking about, I don't know what tier one is. Um, he's a four-year letter winner at Temple University from 2003, uh, 13 to 2016. Um, he is the Owls' all-time leading leader in pass attempts. Uh, when, uh, completions of 803, passing yards with 10,273, and touchdown passes with 72, and total offense with 11,100. Um, in 2015 and 16, the New Jersey native led Temple University to two of their three 10-win seasons in their history and their first ever back-to-back bowl appearances in school history. Uh, along with their first conference title in 2016, in 49 years, he spent three seasons uh, with the Colts practice squad. Um, he, I mean, he was no slouch, and he did do the running gun. Um, he did uh, run that at Temple, so he has history um, in in that offense. Uh, so it makes sense for Houston to get him. Um, he had 74 touchdowns to 44 interceptions in his career. Um, his, his completion percentage is 56.9. Um, he went undrafted uh, in his draft. Now the reason why I don't know if he is legit a terrible one is this. With the second overall pick in the draft, the Roughnecks took Connor Cook. Now, what confuses me about that is this. If these coaches got to 
get their assigned quarterbacks. Like, they made a list of the, who they wanted. Why was Connor Cook not one for the Roughnecks? Like, why was he not assigned to them if they thought so highly of him to pick him second overall? But, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, they don't, it don't make no sense uh, to me why they wouldn't do that. Um, if he was that important to them to take him second overall, why did they take him first? Or with their first pick, second pick overall? I mean, look at all the guys. They could have built uh, weapons around Philip Walker, which they did. Rough Nicks had a pretty good offensive draft, or pretty good draft in general, as Steven from Exit. XFL Newsroom did, uh, would tell you. Uh, he's a, a Roughneck season ticket holder. I thought he'd be more mad about this pick, but he wanted Connor Cook. Um, I, and if you went on our Discord page, um, you would see people was like, who is, who is Philip Walker? So Connor Cook's the bigger name of the two. Um, and they both have experience in the same kind of offense. But why did they not just take Connor Cook as their assigned player if they was that highly on him? Like, why was Philip Walker ahead of them on the list? That's why I said, was it even a list? Like, I want to know what happened to get these quarterbacks assigned. I wish they would tell us. Um, so, what's, you know, mini camp and training camp, uh, Walker against Cook is probably going to be the biggest quarterback battle. We'll see who starts for the ref next week one against whoever they're playing. Um, next is a guy um, that a lot of people wanted, and that was Cardale Jones. Um, he jumped around from San Diego. A lot of people thought he was going to go to L.A. because Norm Chow loved him. Um, he, in 2014, after winning the Big Ten Championship Game MVP Award, Jones led Ohio State to a national championship. Despite starting that season as the third-string quarterback, uh, the Cleveland native tallied, tallied 2,313 career passing yards with 19 total touchdowns in 23 games. Uh, he drafted by the Bills in 2016. Uh, he spent three years with Los Angeles Chargers practice squad. And in 2019, he signed with the Seahawks practice squad. This is one of the guys that we watched in the cuts. Um, we kept watching him get signed. We were disappointed. We ends up in D.C., ends up with Pep Hamilton. Um, I like him. I think he might be the second-best quarterback of the group. We'll see when I think about it some more and uh, rank him later um, on in this podcast <laughs> in you know, a couple couple weeks. Um, his NCAA totals, he had um, he only had 15 touchdowns, 17 picks, 2,323 yards. Uh, he had 617 yards rushing and four touchdowns. But that magical run that he went on, uh, to win the national championship uh, after everybody went down was magical. Um, you know, he went, he got, you know, he only started 11 games in his college career. But he was drafted in the fourth round by the Bills, never did anything in the NFL. But this is his shot. Um, he wanted to do this. He wanted to be in the XFL, he said. So I think it's uh, I think it's good on good on him um, to be there. I think I think this is going to be good for him. And, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are going to use this as a stepping stone to get back into the NFL, um, so why not? Um, why not him try? And I think he, I think he's gonna be good um, for the defenders. And honestly, the way they drafted, um, got him some weapons in the draft. I think the defenders might be the favorite in the East, believe it or not. Uh, I think Pep Hamilton got him a star in Cardo Jones. Speaking of Jones, it's Landry Jones, the worst kept secret in XFL history, even going back to 2001. Uh, he ends up with Dallas Renegades. We knew he'd end up with Bob Stoops. I've been saying that for a while now on this show. Um, he spent six seasons in the National Football League with the Pittsburgh Steelers and stints with the uh, Oakland Raiders and the Jaguars. Um, he attended the University of Oklahoma in 2019-2012, where he set Big 12 conference records in passing yards, completions, and touchdowns with 123. As a senior, Jones earned all Big 12 second-team honors. In 2010, he won the Sammy Ball Award, given to the top collegiate passer. Again, we knew he would be here. Um, we knew Bob Stoops wanted him. It was no, you know, it was, it was a worst kept secret in history. 
as soon as Bob Stoops took the job, we kind of figured it'd be Landry Jones. As soon as he was at a showcase, we knew it was going to be Landry Jones. Uh, they're the favorites in, in the whole episode right now just based on Landry Jones and the quarterback. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we've seen a Dallas versus a D.C. championship game. Um, in Oklahoma, he had 63.6 uh, uh, completion rating uh, for 16,646 yards, 123 touchdowns, and 52 interceptions. He is a star. Compared to the first two guys I talked about, he is a star. Um, didn't run the ball none. And, that, and that's the thing. A lot of these guys are dual threat kind of guys. Um, well, not a lot of them. A couple of them are. Um, I think the dual threat quarterbacks will have the the biggest advantage in this league considering what kind of league it is and how fast-paced it's going to be. Um, you know, NFL, um, he got Jake uh, taken in the fourth round. Um, he he developed into the backup to Ben Rossbucker. And, and like... And like Oliver Lux said on the Colin Cowherd show, when he's talking about the first player being picked, you got these guys playing for 20 years, and you back up and getting a chance. Um, he's finally getting his chance to be the, the man. <coughs> Excuse me. So in his career um, with Pittsburgh, he actually um, played some games because Rosberger's always hurt. He had a 63.9 uh, completion percentage there, 1,310 yards, eight touchdowns, seven picks. Um, he also... Threw a couple balls in the playoff game. He had 11 yards and a pick. Um, it's crazy or not, he's actually named after Tom Landry. So there's a little known fact for you. But he's reunited with Bob Stoops. I think that familiarness, um, the, the, he's the only guy to ever he, – he, Stoops is the only coach to get his former quarterback in this draft. Um, you know, he's he's the biggest name coach in the thing. So, of course, he got who he wanted. Um, he got the guy he's worked with before. So it kind of makes you wonder – if he's really, I mean, if that's why they're the favorite. They are the favorite because um, he's familiar with it. They ain't really a whole lot, a whole lot of work he's got to do um, with uh, Landry Jones. Landry, know, Landry Jones knows his offense. So day one, he's going to come in there, bam, and uh, start working. He's start getting the job done. Next is Luis Perez from LA Wildcats. Um, his name was kind of floated around a little bit um, just because of the stuff he did with AAF. In 28 career games uh, at Texas A&M Commerce, he's 25 and three. Uh, Perez finished as the all-time leader in completion, 665 passing yards, 8,325, and passing touchdowns, 78. In 2017, uh, he led the he led the Lions to the NCAA Division II championship while winning the Harling Hill Division II Player of the Year award. That year, Perez set the single-season program record for pass attempts with 596 completions with 421. Uh, passing guards with almost 5,000 at 499, uh, 499, and passing touchdowns of 46, uh, and completion percentage of 70.6. His crystal, professional career included times with the LA Rams, San Antonio Commanders, and Birmingham Iron, Philadelphia Eagles, and Detroit Lions. So, the reason why I like this pick for LA is, you know, the Birmingham Iron was a defensive team. He just had to be a game manager. Delhi Wildcats has a defensive coach. He's only going to be a game manager. That's how I look at it. They're going to run the ball. Um, he don't have to, you know, his completion percentage shows that he can dink and dunk, I think. Uh, I think he's a good player, though. I think he's very underrated. I think he's the most underrated part, quarterback in this group. Um, like I said, at Texas Indian Commerce, um, he had 8,327 yards, 78 touchdowns, just 16 picks. He don't make any mistakes. That's why he – I think that's why L.A. is right up there, too. He's going to be a winner – um, in this league, in the AAF, um, he had um, 
52.3% completion, uh, 1,460 yards, five touchdowns, six picks. But I don't think that's all his fault. Uh, the offensive line play in the AAF was horrible. Uh, if he had time to throw like he did in college, he's not going to make any mistakes. Give the man time, and he's not going to make any mistakes at all. Um, give him a good defense, and, and they will cruise. Uh, pretty excited to see him play come 2020. Next is a guy I don't think was on anybody's radar. It's a QB1 except for Gilbrides, and that is Matt McGloin. Um, he went to the New York Guardians after an all-state high school uh, career at West Scranton High School in 2012. McGloin became the first walk-on quarterback to start at Penn State since 1949. He broke numerous records during his senior season, including career touchdown passes with 46, single-season passing yards with 3,276, and single-season completions 270. He also earned honorable mention all Big Ten honors and won the Bullsworth Trophy. His experience includes stints with the Oakland Raiders in 2013-2016, Philadelphia Eagles 2017 practice squad, and Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs. McGloin is a guy um, I think was very underrated uh, coming out of school. Um, look at his career numbers at Penn State had a 57.4 completion percentage, 6,390 uh, passing yards, 26 touchdowns, only 19 picks. Um, so you don't make a lot of, you know, make a lot of um, turnovers. He also had seven touchdowns rushing. He was, you know, he came out of college, not a lot of fanfare. And then, you know, he kind of just got doing the spotlight um, after, um, you know, after some injuries, like Derek Carr and stuff. He never really did anything. Um, he actually backed up Connor Cook in the um, championship game or the AFC wildcard game against the Texans in 2016. Um, he actually started for Derek Carr after his season-ending uh, season injury that year, um, but then he got hurt um, the last week of the season, so Connor Cook came in, uh, and then, you know, here we are, both of them liable <laughs> to be QB1s in the XFL. They could face each other at some point. Oh, we don't know what's going to happen in Houston, but it's possible. So they were teammates um, in, his, in his career in Oakland. He had 58.1% um, completion rating, 11 touchdowns, 11 picks, nothing to write home about. Um, he's kind of most underwhelming to me, QB1, um, and that's nothing against him. Um, it's just, it's just, it just don't make, you know, it just, it don't excite me like some of these other names does. Um, but that don't mean anything. I mean, you know, Gilbride won with Eli Manning in the Super Bowl with good defense. So if he can build a good defense there in New York and let him just kind of be a game manager, um, like I think Lewis Perez might be, um, he could win some games. He could win some games for sure uh, with New York. So nothing against nothing against him. It's just compared to everybody else, the excitement level is just kind of low to me. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens in February. I mean, we see who they draft tomorrow um, to be, um, you know, kind of be add some competition. They did draft Marquise Williams, a big stud out of North Carolina, but they drafted him like in the tenth round. So I don't know if that's that means anything they they might just believe in him but if he starts making mistakes um monkeys wins come and come in and just destroy people so we'll see what happens come February. this is so exciting uh, for sure the next guy i'm going to talk about is another guy i don't know who's going to be really a qb1 and that's st louis battle Hawks quarterback jordan tyler uh he played two seasons university of mississippi 2017 2018 as a junior in 2017 he played in eight games started the final five he tallied 1,682 passing yards and 11 touchdowns. In a senior campaign, the Hawaii native broke the Ole Miss single-season record for 400-yard passing games with four and led the SEC in both passing yards per game and total offense. He finished sixth all-time in school history, 
with 5,600 career passing yards and ninth in passing touchdowns. A former 2019 combine invite, Tommy uh, signed and, and was released by the Texans in 2019. And here is his um, – the reason I worry about him is in the second round, uh, St. Louis took Brogan Roback from Eastern Michigan, who's supposedly just a, a really good kind of lower – uh, unknown, not unknown, but underrated quarterback out of East Michigan. Second round picks, pretty high. So that might be another quarterback battle. Him, you know, them two and Connor Cook, um, Connor Cook and uh, Philip Walker. So that, you know that could be that could be a quarterback battle as well. Um, let's talk about. I have a draft profile pulled up um, about Jordan. Tamu, um, they said uh, he, he he was a Wyans, the Wyans uh, Division II offensive player of the year as a senior, but did not receive any FBS offers. He took a shot at the junior college ranks, eventually winning Southwest Junior College Football Conference Player of the Year at New Mexico Military Institute. At there, he had 2014 passing yards, 32 touchdowns, 328 rushing yards, and seven touchdowns. Uh, he was not expected to start for the Rebels in his first year on campus, but took over the reins for all of the offense over the final five games. Uh, which I talked about. He had 11 touchdowns, the four interceptions, and the 11 games he played then. He started all games, all 12 games in 18, completing 63.6% of his passes for 3,918 yards, 19 touchdowns, and eight picks. Uh, Tommy also made plays with the legs, running for 342 yards and six scores. Um, overview, though, uh, he just doesn't play chess well enough against defense coordinators who are able to slow down his process. Processing with disguise, blissing, and multiple coverage. Uh, he's tough enough and has the arm talent, but will need to learn to step to stay a step ahead of defenses since many of his inconsistencies stem from playing a rest brand of football. Again, guys like that, guys that run the ball, um, he can get hurt, and that might be why they drafted uh, Roebuck. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what kind of quarterback battle we see um, come December and January. It's going to be exciting stuff. To me, that's the two quarterback battles right now. The two main two, because of how high the quarterbacks was taken, you know, where they was at, considering they had a quarterback assigned to them. Again, why take a guy that high? Why were they on your list? Like, why wouldn't, why was they not? Like, Connor Cook, that still makes no sense to me. Why was he not ahead of uh, Philip um, Walker on that list? Um, hopefully, we'll get some insight on how that was, you know, how were they dispersed? Hopefully, we hear more about that in the coming weeks. Next quarterback I'm going to talk about is uh, one of my local local heroes, Aaron Murray. Uh, he went to school at Georgia. As y'all know, I live in Georgia, big Georgia fan. Um, he's a high school American from Tampa, Florida, so he has some local ties uh, to Tampa, obviously. As, uh, Murray is SEC's all-time leader in completions, 921. Passing yards, 13,106, and passing touchdowns, 121. A four-year start at the University of Georgia. He had A.J. Green throwing to him. Oh, he had AG, AJ Green to throw two. Um, he also holds a top two passing touchdown records, 36 and 35 in 2012 2011 in school history, and won the MVP of the Florida Citrus slash Capital One Bowl in 2013. Murray spent time with the Kansas City Chiefs, Arizona Cardinals, Philadelphia Eagles, and Los Angeles Rams. In 2019, he signed with the Atlanta Legends. He was actually drafted, but never really played with them. Um, so here he is. He is actually somebody I've never even thought about. Uh, he, you know, he's he's a college football color, color commentator for CBS Sports Network. Uh, I never even thought about him. Um, I never thought about him to even be at a tier one, even be in the XFL. 
so when I seen his name this morning on the list, I was like, oh my God, Aaron Murray. We have a Georgia boy. We have a dog on this list. Uh, a lot of people kind of a lot of people kind of crapped on Aaron Murray, um, but people forget he he still leads the SEC career touchdowns list. He surpassed Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, and Matthew Stafford. Um, he is no he is no joke. Like he is nothing to mess with. Um, he is twenty eight, so he's not too. I mean, he's he's still fairly young. Um, and obviously, Chessman wanted him. Chessman is a quarterback whisperer. This could be a sneaky combination of him and Chessman. Like I said, I'll get one of this when I rank the quarterbacks. But don't sleep, don't sleep on them. Uh, don't sleep on Aaron Murray. I know he's getting crapped on. I know a lot of people are like, ah, I would, I don't want Aaron Murray. Um, but here's the stats in his career. He has 62.3 uh, completion percentage, 13,166 yards, 121 touchdowns, 41 interceptions. Uh, he even ran the ball 396 yards, uh, for 396 yards and 16 touchdowns in his career. Uh, he's not mobile, but I mean, if he needs to sneak in, he will. Um, he only averaged 1.36 yards to carry, but 16 touchdowns is a lot. Um, you know, he drafted by Kansas City in the fifth round, never really played um, all those years he was there. But, like I said, he he's not uh, he's not some bum. Um, I don't think he's got overlooked. I don't think he, he never got a, he never got a shot, uh, a shot in the NFL. Um, but we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens here. Uh, I think I think Chessman believes in him. I don't think we'll have to worry about it. I think he will be he will be the starting quarterback uh, for Tampa come week one of the XFL season. Next is the guy who I just love. Um, I talked about him before um, on the show during the summer showcase. That's Brandon Silvers. Um, during his four years as a starter at Troy University, Silvers passed for ten thousand six hundred seventy-seven yards. Um, second in school history with 64.4 completion rating and compiled 71 touchdowns with a passer rating of 135.8. Uh, as all-conference quarterback during his senior year, he led the Trojans to the best record in school history, 11-2, 7-1 in the Sun Belt. At spending time with the Eagles, he started three games with the AAS Memphis Express last year, uh, 777 yards, four touchdowns, and signed uh, with the New York Jets prior to training camp 2019. He's with Seattle. Another quarterback whisperer, Jim Zorn. This man, Brandon Silvers, played for a small school, went into LSU on their homecoming, and beat them at Death Valley. That takes balls of steel to do. Uh, not only that, he he played great with AAF. I mean, he had he had a good. I mean, he's been on people's radars obviously since AAF folded. Johnny Manziel came in to Memphis, and it kind of oversaturated him, and it shouldn't have. Brandon Silvers is a great quarterback that just went to a small school. He is probably my favorite quarterback of the eight that's not named Landry Jones. Um, like I said, I'll get into ranking them in the next few weeks. And I'm an Aaron Murray guy because I love Georgia. But I would take uh, Brandon Silvers almost any over anybody that's not Landry Jones, if I'm being honest. I'd take him over Matt McGoin. I'd take him over Cardio Jones, even. There's something about this kid that I like. Him and Jim Zorn is going to make magic in Seattle. Uh, and I can't wait to see um, him, you know, battle these other quarterbacks. Come 2020, there's going to be some great, great quarterback matchups out of these eight. Thank you for listening. Um, like I said, in the next few weeks, we'll get to um, getting to the draft uh, a little bit more. I mean, there's just so much to kind of compel. Um, the quarterbacks was easy to do. They're right here in front of us. I'm going to have to go through all the draft stuff and kind of figure out what I want to talk about. I appreciate the support. Check out me at XFL Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, check out uh, XF Podcast. And check out XFL Newsroom. We're all kind of a group. Uh, we're always free. We're always for the fans. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm just a guy with a phone and some headphones. 
trying to make people happy, give you something easy to listen to. Um, just me, my phone, and my computer, trying to get y'all some good information, trying to talk about my opinions. And I just love the XFL. I've loved it ever since uh, 2001. And I, I'm glad to say it's coming back, and it just feels real. Like I said, I only went 10 months for this, uh, 10 months to just get my hands on some of these players. And, and I'm sitting here looking at this graphic, all the quarterbacks on there, and this, and this is real. And I'm so excited for it. And I can't wait to make more episodes for y'all for y'all to listen to i think everybody that listens to me i am humble uh, and i appreciate y'all and thank you um and i can't wait to give you more content in the next few weeks i'll see you have a good night and uh, thank you for listening